I knew I was in for a treat a few years ago when my younger brother Peter asked me if I could meet his girlfriend. Now at that time I had never met any of his girlfriends. In fact, I never knew that he had had a girlfriend up until that point. So I was very excited. I was even more excited when I was standing there in the parking lot waiting for my brother and this girl to arrive when I saw my brother through the car and he was clean shaven. Now at that point in his adult life, I had never seen my brother clean shaven. He always had stubble or a beard. Not only was he clean shaven, but he had gel in his hair. And other than his wedding day to the same girl, I've never seen him other than that day with gel in his hair and a clean shave. So I knew that this girl was something important, something special to him. And then when he parked the car, he got out and scurried around. He's only about five foot six. He's a little itty bitty guy. It's great. He went around and got the door and opened it for her. And he was just such a gentleman. And you could just tell that he really cared for this girl. Well, a few months later, they may have even been engaged at this point, I started talking to this girl, Katie, who's now my sister-in-law. And I asked him, you know, about their relationship. And Katie started to laugh. I asked her why she was laughing. Well, for the first about year and a half that Katie knew my brother Peter, she utterly disdained him, had not, wanted nothing to do with him, actively avoided being in his presence. That's how much she disliked him. And yet, he kept pursuing. He kept chasing. He kept putting himself, as much as she didn't like it, in her presence. And eventually... She was, or started to be, won over. She started to like him, and to love him, to fall in love. And this is the story of God's love for us, in a way. This encapsulates for us the great measure of God's love for us. That God chases after us with all of his heart. God loves you with an indescribable and infinite love. But as we heard in the readings today, it's not just God overpowering us with his love. We must also choose at some point to let the Lord love us. And what does that mean? We need to let the Lord love the ugly parts of our life. We have to go before him and totally expose, totally vulnerable. And when we do that, something greater emerges. We have to recognize that God loves us, chases after us, forgives us our sins, but he desires for us to be loved, to love in return, to be transformed into something new or something more beautiful than we ever were before. In the first reading, we see the extent to which we can spurn and turn on God. The Hebrew people, the Israelite people, have been freed from slavery. They are about to be given the Ten Commandments, and what do they do? They make an idol of gold, a golden calf. They spurn God as far as they possibly could. They turn their hearts and their minds away from Him. The one who has freed them, the one who has led them forth, who is nourishing them, who is nurturing them, who is making covenant with them. And they spit in God's face. But God does not relent in his love. He does not give 
up on his people. As we heard in the gospel, he forsakes the 99 for you, for the one. He searches, he turns over the house in search of you because he desires that none of you be lost, that all of you find hope and freedom and joy in his love. But as we saw in the story of the prodigal son, we must fall on our face. We must turn to the Lord. We must put nothing between us and him. And when we fall into that ridiculous, that overwhelming, that gratuitous love that is God, he goes even further. He puts on the finest robe and the ring. He slaughters the fattened calf. He gives us more in that one moment than we could ever earn on our own in a lifetime. And yet there is a temptation here. We can recognize, yes, we've turned from sin in our life. We can also recognize or think that because we've come to Mass tonight, because we try to do good things, that we deserve more than other people. We deserve greater respect. We've earned something. But as we heard in the psalm, what does the Lord ask of us? My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. The Lord does not want your actions. The Lord does not want your sacrifices and offerings. He wants your hearts. Now, yes, we should act morally and uprightly. We should serve the poor. But because we've fallen radically in love with God, who is love, the Lord desires for us to fall in love with him, this unpredictable, this ravenous lover that he is, so that our life can be full and have complete joy and happiness. In the second reading, we hear from one of the great persecutors in the history of the Christian church, Saul of Tarsus, who gave himself, who was literally struck down on the ground by the grace of God, but gave himself to the Lord, not as this great scholar of the law, which he was, but as a humble and contrite sinner. And he fell in love with this unpredictable God, this God who we knew loved him, this God who had lifted him up and given him light in the darkness. And he endured stonings and beatings and shipwrecks and went to the end of the earth proclaiming and sharing with people this one message. Jesus Christ has come to save you from sin and death. And if you allow yourself to be won over by that and give your life to it, no matter what the Lord, no matter what the world throws at you, you will have joy. They even came to cut off Paul's head. They even took his head. And yet he gave it all to the Lord in joy. And he reigns forever with God in heaven. This is the love story that God has for each and every one of us. On Friday, I was FaceTiming with my sister-in-law, Katie, and her, I guess, nine-month-old daughter, Molly. And I was thinking to myself while we were FaceTiming, I bet five years ago there was no way on earth Katie thought she'd be sitting in an apartment that she and my brother had in St. Louis, Missouri, with this daughter. In fact, she probably preferred anything and everything to that. 
And yet, because of the love that she has with my brother, because she allowed herself to be one and chose the unpredictable, chose the path of love and freedom and joy, she has this new life. She has this wonderful life. God has infinitely more in store for each and every one of you. He is zealously, constantly seeking you, offering you, his heart, loving you, not in spite of your sins, but in and because of your sins. All he asks of you is to come, not as you want to be, not as you think you are, not as you do, but as you are, as his beloved. And then, and only then, will he lift you up to heights and love beyond all talent.